0: Gas with the upside app yes i get real cash back just for buying the gas i was going to buy anyway but is it a hassle to use no it's super fast and easy and i can cash out whenever i want that's a total no-brainer i'm downloading the free upside app now
1: download the free upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas use promo code lift for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's promo code lift you can cash out anytime right to your bank account to paypal or an e-gift card for amazon and other brands just download the free upside app and use promo code lift for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank that's code lift you can't handle the truth it's about to go off
2: live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a
1: bit outside.
2: It's the McFarlane show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarland. Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text same number. Oh. Now, The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin.
3: Hey, good Friday afternoon to you, and yes, it is time for the McFarland Show here on National Sports Radio. Darren and Justin here with you for the next two hours, and we are live in the Strike is Bear Family Fun Center studio, ready to rock and roll for the next two hours. Damon Keene is alongside. We've got another loaded show for you. We'll head down to the borough in about 15 minutes. We'll talk to the athletic director, Chris Massaro. He will tell us all about the hire of one Derek Mason. We haven't had a chance to catch up with the AD for MTSU. And we'll do that coming up in about fifteen minutes. At three o'clock, former Michigan running back, former Browns running back, former Ravens. Is that right?
4: Maybe. Ravens? No, Vikings, sorry. Vikings. The Vikings.
3: Vikings. I don't have it. Wrong purple, wrong shade of purple. Vikings running back. Leroy Horde. Yeah. Yeah, Leroy Horde is going to join us. He was playing for the Browns when I was living in Cleveland and covering the Browns before moving to Nashville. Wow. He's doing radio down in Miami for WQAM. The legendary. So we will talk to Leroy Horde about the Dolphins. That is the team the Titans play on Monday Night Football. Remember, there is a doubleheader mm-hmm. on Monday night. Isn't it like the Packers and the Giants the other game? I think so. Packers, Giants, Titans, Dolphins, down in South Beach or South Florida.
4: By the way, Leroy Horde rather did play for the Ravens as well. So he played for them both. He played for the Ravens. I and, think it was a very
3: brief yes, stint. Yes, and for the Vikings,
4: yes. Played two, for the two games. Two games for the Ravens.
3: Right, but he played with the Vikings for seasons. He played for the Browns, I think, for five years. Mm,
4: Yes, he played for the Vikings for three seasons, the Browns for five seasons, yes.
3: So we'll do that to begin the second hour of the program. 340 will be the McFarland six-pack of picks. Interwoven in all, that will be your phone calls, of course, welcomed as always at 615 844 5600 you can watch the show on facebook youtube twitter and twitch don't forget that yeah anywhere in the world so keep that in mind and you can listen anywhere in the world as well i gave you grief on wednesday in your top 10 you still had the pittsburgh steelers i told you they I did stink yeah and uh they just got beat by arizona at home yeah good news is they have the patriots at home yeah that's a good way to get healthy yeah and they stunk again yeah. In fact, I said the words "Mitch Trubisky," or if you're bad at him, "Mitchell Trubisky." Yeah. And I think right now a lot of people are mad at him, and they're calling him Mitchell Trubisky. Mitchell yeah. Trubisky, the number two pick overall back in the day. Bears still stinks. He's still horrible. Yeah. He's bad, 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 and I'm not sure what the drop off is from Kenny Pickett to Mitch Trubisky it's not much steelers got problems
4: well apparently it's, it's it's worth at least 3 points i think um which is the margin they lost by last <laughs> night um justin they were behind the whole game they were down 21 to 3 Don't don't do that. that. We we all know the Steelers do this, you know, phone booth thing where they come out with two and three point wins all the time. So let's not pretend like the Steelers come out here and blow people away all the time. That's not what they do. That's never what they've been doing. That they don't do. They come out here and they scrap around and they win games twenty three to twenty one. They win games sixteen to fourteen, and we're all trying to figure out how do they win. Nobody in America watched last night, and everybody's now asking, how did the Steelers win seven
3: games already looking like that? that, that That's a great question. It, so, I'm asking it. So, so, how do you lose to Arizona and the Patriots back-to-back def- weeks at home? This is why everybody writes them off every year. In Pittsburgh. This is why everybody writes them off every year. And you still have seven wins?
4: And how? Then, and then they'll turn around and beat Baltimore next week. <laughs>
3: I mean, I, it's, I'm not. I'm laughing because I know this is what they do. I know. I don't know. I don't know the Although, madness
4: of Mike Tomlin. I don't know.
3: They already. They've already gotten that token, and now they, they've already had that mulligan. They beat Baltimore. I told you at Heinz Field earlier in the year. They had no business winning that game. They never. I they have never do. no idea how they won. They're not sweeping the Ravens. That happens all.
4: That happens all the time. They don't have business winning I'm, games. And they, fi-
3: I'm declaring it now. They're not. They're, they're not, not sweeping the Ravens. I'm not
4: saying that they are. I'm just saying that there, there's a reason why the franchise hadn't had a losing season in 15 years. That's next to impossible in the National Football League, and they have found ways to do it. So until they until they don't, uh, you know, they're like the I'm at the roulette wheel on black, and it keeps hitting black. So I'm going to keep betting on black until red pops
3: up. Okay. Yeah, it's just what it is. But what does that mean? You're you going to keep popping... What is black right now? Their they're losses? or the, what? What, the, what is black? The,
4: the fact that I'm betting on them to win more games than they lose. Oh, okay. Which means if I lean on the Pittsburgh Steelers to win games, cover the spread, whatever it is they end up winning more times than they don't. So anytime, like, if you give me the pick whatever, the, the McFarlane pick six, if you mm-hmm. give me the Steelers, I'm going to pick the Steelers every time. Even if the Steelers are playing the Chiefs, I'm going to pick the Steelers. Why? Okay. Because the Steelers win way more than they lose over the last decade and a half.
3: <laughs> you are definitely locked in on history. I'll, I'll give you that. You you cannot get history out of your head. You Look, People, you, whatever you want to say about Justin, you cannot call him live in the moment, Justin, okay? Do not do that. That's a mistake. He is about history. And what have you done over the last three decades? I don't care about this year. I know what you've done the last 30 years.
4: Listen, a lot of times now, are there exceptions? Of course there are exceptions. It happens all the time.
3: What's the, the exception? The
4: Milwaukee Bucks win the NBA championship. Okay. The Denver Nuggets win the NBA championship. They've never won the NBA championship before. Then the, you know, and then how do they pop up and win it? So, you know, things do happen. Mm-hmm. Things do happen. Um, you know, there's occasional, you know, hiccups here and there. Um, but especially in the NFL, those organizations, especially where there's far less turnover in ownership, um, those organizations kind of tend to be whoever they are, um, you know, historically. And, you know, that's why I'm against the Lions, you know, really, because the Lions have been owned by the Ford family.
5: Yeah, the whole
4: time. The whole time. Mm -hmm. So I'm supposed to believe the Ford family got it together this year? Well,
3: you just said sometimes things happen, and that's what I've been going off of. You you think I'm all in on the Lions because – they're smart. <laughs> They're a great organization. Yes. No. How about no? I've watched it just like you. I mean, maybe I've watched it longer than you. Yes. So, well, here's I'm the other- in on right now. You said sometimes things happen. I'm in on this. Maybe this something, and it could be. is happening with the
5: lions.
4: Because listen, yesterday, the couple earlier this week, you mentioned Theo Epstein, mm-hmm. and I called him the goat. And, you know, you didn't push back on that, but you didn't agree with it either. And I understand why. I get it. I get it. I get
3: it. Because but, he erased history. That's why you called him the GOAT. With not one. But twice.
4: But two franchises that people thought it was impossible. Agreed. Well,
3: it was the two longest.
4: The two longest franchises in all of, of baseball. Drought. Of drought. Like, a drought.
3: Yeah, World Series drought.
4: And he went to two different organizations mm-hmm. and got them rings.
3: Look, I'm not going to push back on that.
4: That That's so. So if you get a Theo Epstein in the building then, yeah, you know maybe good things can happen all of a sudden. So how do I know Theo Epstein's not in the building for the Lions? I, I don't. Maybe he is, and I just don't know it. And you know, and then he can prove me wrong. But you know, that's that's oh, that's a that's quite a shot there.
3: They still haven't won anything, so oh, I know. <laughs> I'm just giving them props for being like in our top ten. That's what I'm doing. We're we're doing a top they're ten. Good. That it doesn't mean that they're going to win it. It doesn't mean they're going to win a playoff game. It just means this season and last season when they got hot, I'm recognizing that they're different. They're different than all the Lions teams we've seen in our lifetime. They certainly are. That's all I was doing. Speaking of the Lions. Hey, Actually, I, we both did see. I saw 1991. You saw 1991.
4: In so a way, yeah. We were different ages. but Different yes, ages. I do remember it, yes. Uh, by the way, real quick before we uh, got to get away is um, we were speaking of the Lions. I saw a documentary on Amazon called Bye Bye Barry. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is about the retirement or the sudden retirement of Barry Sanders, uh, and they walk through the whole thing, talk to really? a lot of people. Uh, I liked it a lot. Is this a bio? Yes. So what, this is they talked to Barry. Yeah, this is real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't no. like that. No, there's there no actors. No.
3: No, this, I'm no. saying you know the the Lakers thing on HBO. What, what oh, is Showtime?
4: It? No, no, it's no, no, terrible. No, no, no. It's terrible. not Showtime.
3: Like no, that's not a. That's
4: this is this is thirty for thirty esque. Okay, okay, um, okay. Know, that's so what th- I want to know. This is a real. Like, yeah. I'm into that stuff. Yeah, this is a thirty for thirty kind of not thirty like for thirty, but thirty time? for thirty kind of no, thing. I'm out. No, they talk to Barry. They okay. talk to the people who are there. Okay, um, and you know, and, and make that happen. They talked to Herman Moore. Is they this is new. This is new. This just came out on maybe in the last month or so. Oh, okay. But it's called Bye Bye Barry. It's on Amazon. I recommend it. As they finally talk to Barry about why. He suddenly just said goodbye.
3: Okay, don't don't say I don't want you because I'm going to watch this. How okay. long is it? About it an, an hour, hour and a half?
4: yeah, hour and a half, hour twenty minutes.
3: Okay, cool, good to know. And what is it called? Bye bye Barry. Bye bye Barry. On Amazon. On Amazon, yeah. not Netflix. Not Netflix. Well,
4: it could be on Netflix. I just have it. I know it's on Amazon. That's okay. where I watched
3: it. Okay, good to know. Uh, congrats to the Predators. They stay red hot, man. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, this team is getting after it. Uh, Beat the Lightning last night convincingly, 5-1. Austin Watson, the former Predator, in all kinds of trouble last night. (laughs) Look, Austin's a great guy. Got to know him really well when he was here. Uh, He's been in Ottawa. Honestly, I didn't even know he was with Tampa. I Mm. don't even know how that one slipped till last night. I was like, what? And he's wearing 51. But, you know, he got into it with Cole Smith. I get it, Cole Smith after a hit, but that's not why people are angry. He shot uh Aaron Puck there at the very, very end of the game and popped Lazon. And I got to be honest, like, Austin, I know Austin, you know, is a tough guy, except for his teammates, but he's a really good guy. He's not one of those sleaze buckets that is out there doing that stuff all the time. And then off the ice, you can see why, because you're around mm-hmm. him and you're like, ugh. You know, mm. no wonder you're like that. Yeah. No, he's not like that at all. Yeah. He's like a super, super nice guy. And he, we all know his story. It's you know, it's a look, former first round pick by the Predators. Took a long time for him to get in the league, his battled battled addiction. Like he's got all right, he's got yeah. he's got a story. He's got to a
4: full cool story to tell.
3: He does. But he's a good dude, and I was a little surprised and a little disappointed he chucked that puck and pop LaZan at the end of the game because it was not necessary. It was 5-1. to one, The game was over. And I know that I guess the reports are, I guess he's tried to reach out to Lazon to make sure he's all right. And I'm yeah. not surprised by that, but yeah. I'm disappointed that he did it in the first place because that was just so unnecessary. If it was Corey Perry, if it was, you know, I don't need to list. I could go down a list of people. If it were them, I'd be like, oh, well, Consider the source, right? Mm-hmm. Not Austin Watson. So, disappointed on that. Well, But congratulations to the Preds. He won nine out of the last 11, man. They're on fire. Highly impressive. And UC Soros... Is on fire. Is on fire. Phil Forsberg is on fire.
4: I mean, in Fuego, Um, You know, 32... I think it was 34, 32 saves last night. Again, for him... Um, an outstanding performance. And listen, if they can get Bridgestone Arena to be home ice advantage extraordinaire, then, you know, then that's another huge, huge thing to have in your pocket. Not that it, that place when it's rocking, as you well know better than most, is absolutely electric. And to have that in, you know, in your favor come. The spring and summer, if we get that far there with playoff time, uh, is is something that is wonderful, and to have these kind of wins there at home in that building, there is there's nothing like there's nothing like feeling like you can't lose in your building. There's nothing like that, and the more you win in your building, the more confidence you build mm-hmm. in your building.
3: I'd like to say I've been there for every big moment, big crowd moment in Predators franchise history from yeah. day one to and, and look. I don't know this, Justin. I hope we find out. I don't know. It's it's like the Titans, right, in the Music City Miracle mm-hmm. in the first couple of years. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they'll ever be able to recreate the stadium. We've talked about this, right, the Titans. I don't know if the Predators will ever be able to recreate the the, the glory days of that building, right, of how loud, the crazy run, the year after. I mean, it, there's mm-hmm. been some magical mo- I don't know. I'd like to find out. I'd like to find out on the Titans. Then I'd like to know: can they recreate? I don't know if it can happen at Nissan. Maybe the new stadium creates Maybe that. The new Maybe stadium. the prices don't allow it to create that mm. because it's all going to be basically white-collar people, right? People in suits or you know collared shirts, yeah. Because yeah. of the prices, I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever be able to recreate in this market things that have already happened at buildings or barns. I hope so. But I don't know. We'll come back. Let's head to the borough. Let's go to 107.9 territory. Let's check in with Chris Massaro, the Athletics Director at MTSU. Let's do that next.
6: And now, Tennessee Heat and Air is reminding motorists to slow down on our roadways. Keep an eye out for kids at play and never text and drive. This message is brought to you by Tennessee Heat and Air. For all your residential or commercial heating and air repairs, maintenance, and installations, give the pros a call today at 615-856-3610. 615-856-3610. That's Tennessee Heat and Air, going the extra mile for safety. They're professionals who care
7: Sweat it out. Watch your entry update in real time. And continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. Take your game day experience to the next level with PrizePix. And right now, you go to PrizePicks.com slash primetime and use code primetime. PrizePix is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's PrizePicks.com slash primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. PrizePix, daily fantasy sports made easy. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepix.com for more details.
8: We all know that Nashville life can get hectic. In the middle of all the madness it is like, don't forget to take care of yourself. Treat yourself to Nashville's ultimate relaxation experience at Makara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel. With services for men and women, Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel is your one-stop shop for full-body treatment. Begin your experience in the exquisite relaxation room, then enjoy a full-body treatment or even a couple's massage before finishing in the salon. Located on the fourth floor of the Omni Nashville Hotel, Makara Spa is Nashville's highest quality Self-Care Oasis. To book your experience or gain information on packages, call Mokara Spa today at 615-761-3600. Again, 615-761-3600. Or log on to theomnihotel.com. And with every booking, you'll have free valet parking and rooftop pool access to enjoy the Music City skyline. And through Labor Day, enjoy the fourth floor spa terrace for only $20. Mokara Spa at the Omni Nashville Hotel, 5th Avenue, downtown.
9: Hmm, this is something I wish I'd known. Many people who live in Tennessee are eligible for help paying for healthy food for pregnant and new moms, their babies, and young children. But don't realize it. Family income can be higher than you think. There's a website called TennesseeMeals.com for more information. Assistance for healthy food for expectant moms and young children. This information I need to share.
10: TennesseeMeals.com brought to you by the Tennessee Justice Center, the Tennessee
11: Association of Broadcasters, and the Jim Rome Show. Man, I love Facebook. That's not in any way a time suck. it's such a valuable use of your time going on everybody else's page and posting how beautiful they look when they don't. They don't. You know they don't. Come on. Anyway, do what you want with your time. I don't want you to tell me how to spend my time. I won't say how to spend your time, but I will tell you this. Stop cropping out pictures and including yourself and then acting like, hey, my hair looked great that day. My makeup was perfect that day. Just do what I tell you. With regards to this, you'll be fine. Weekdays from 11 to 2 on Nashville Sports Radio.
12: You're listening to The McFarland Show live on WNSR Nashville Sports Radio.
3: Rolling along on this Friday afternoon. Darren and Justin here with you. We're live in the Stryker's Bear Family Fun Center studio. Don't forget, every day during our showtime, 2 to 4, You can watch the show also on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Justin gets dressed up more than I do, but you know, you just never know what we're going to be rocking. We may wave at you. Justin will salute you. You just never know if you're watching. Of course, you can always just listen. You can listen, by the way, down in Rutherford County on 107.9. Let's head down to the borough. Let's bring in MTSU Athletics Director Chris Massaro. Chris, how are we doing?
13: I'm doing great. How are you?
3: Have you gotten some sleep since Tuesday?
13: Not really. I I mean, but that's okay. I I mean, uh, now it's all kind of making sure he gets off to a good start and and all of those things. So what I do like, Darren, is, you know, instead of being in the spotlight, the spotlight shifts to him where I I like the spotlight on coaches, not on us bureaucrats. (laughs) Bureaucrats. (laughs) So are you uncomfortable with that
3: whole setting on Tuesday like you Personally, like getting up there and these these big pressers, so you're uncomfortable with that.
13: I'm not uncomfortable, I, you know, but it's uh, I prefer kind of the the you know I'm more quiet and low key, so I prefer kind of the the one on one. I really enjoy one on one relationships, and, and particularly with our coaches. You know, and I think they tell you the same thing. And and I I think I'm much more impactful and effective in a one-on-one setting than I am speaking to 300 people.
3: Did you think this hire was realistic when you decided to move on from Rick Stockstill after 18 seasons? Did you think – because I know you were asked, as I was there, you were asked, you know, and it's a good question, you know, because I was going to ask you, look, if you make a move like this, you obviously have – I believe ADs always have plan Bs in their back pocket if they're going to move on, especially from a guy that's been there for almost two decades. But did you think when this decision was made on your end that that a guy like Derek, did you think Derek Mason was realistic or was it just hopeful? Like, Take us through that.
13: Yeah, I think uh, yeah the answer is yes because I believe in this job and I believe in kind of its future and so if you can sell that then you have a chance you know these people kind of fall in all kinds of different categories you know and and there's risks almost with everybody involved but like kind of who's aspirational on your list who is realistic and then who would maybe climb over glass to get the job you know and the one thing that when you go into these things darren that you don't want to do is is hire somebody you, you kind of have to beg to take the job or you have to convince that it's a good job. So in our initial conversation, it was readily apparent that Coach Mason was all in and he wanted the job. You know, I, I didn't want to be in a position where I'm trying to convince somebody about our potential. And and so that was really evident once we once we talked. It was great.
3: It is my belief, one of the reasons, just one, of the reasons and i don't know where it is on the list that he wanted the job and wanted to be a coach again is because he dabbled in media that's probably why are ran back to coaching that's just it did, yeah opinion.
13: we found out that's a much more difficult job <laughs> and it's coaching stuff's easy yeah i don't think so, that's so. it but <laughs> <laughs> so and, and there's probably a lot more competition with people like you you know, taking up airtime and stuff. And, and, you know, and so there's not much room in that. And, you know, you can make your mark in college football coaching because that's going to turn over more.
3: Yeah, I think he made the right decision. I think he definitely (laughs) made the right decision.
13: Honestly, and I I kid a little bit, but that was also a nice factor for us is, you know, and and for me to be able to watch those games that he did, Mm -hmm. uh, particularly before we're even in a search and you go, hey, this guy, that, that makes, you know, so you you watch him from afar at Vanderbilt, then you watch him from afar, you know, with his television duties and those kind of things, and it's like, hey, this guy is, is really good. So, so yeah, that, that, that part does play a, a factor, and he's still got two bowl games to do with his ESPN contract, so I kind of like that idea of he'll be broadcasting on national television uh, rep- representing MTSU as
3: their head coach. Yeah, good point. Uh, so he said on Tuesday that uh, yourself and Dr. McPhee played a, a a factor in, you know, I guess getting him excited and really going for it. Because as he said, you know, he's a competitor. He Once he decided he's going for this, I, I'm in it to win it. So has he conveyed to you, like, what do you think were some of the things on your all's in on the MTSU side of things that you guys were were putting uh, or saying to him that got him ramped up and excited uh, for this opportunity.
13: Yeah, I think kind of going more depth on our, our facility project. Uh, I think he liked the fact that I, I recognized that maybe administratively there were some holes in our program that that my not the coaching staff the previous coaching staff's fault, but but you know, that, that maybe we we needed to take hard looks at other areas and how we like nutrition and NIL and some of those things. So I think that willingness to take a hard look at at our program and you know, that old saying that, you know, if the tires flat you don't fix it by changing the driver. You gotta actually get out there and fix the flat. So um and then the other thing is that this program has good bones to it as he is he use the terminology he does that uh he's going to inherit a team that knows how to work coach stock kept this team up until the very last snap i mean they they never strayed so they know uh and we've won some games so they know what a winning locker room looks like they know how hard it is to work they know what a relationship with a coach should be so all that stuff that he can inherit Uh, So he's not inheriting an 0 and 12 type program where it's a total rebuild. We're just at one base camp on this mountain and would like to get to the summit. And, and I think he's our guy. He's our guy that can get us there. And I I think that attracted him as well.
3: Athletics director at MTSU, Chris Massaro on the line with us. He was asked several times and hopefully we'll get him on uh, next week. I know he's, he's really really busy right now and we understand that. Um if you know about getting people back to the stadium, getting people back to the games. And I've got a lot of MTSU friends who are alumni. I mean a lot. I hear from them all the time. It there's no secret that it, you know it's it's tough. And look, he had another job in Vanderbilt that was tough to get people to come to games. So he should be well versed on the challenges of getting people in a stadium, but obviously, Chris, you guys had to have talked about this, and I'm talking about you guys as in at MTSU. Uh, you know, how do you tackle that? So, what what is the feedback? Do you feel confident? Like everybody's excited right now, and you know, ultimately, it's about winning games, but also there is more to it than just that. Are you guys confident in, in what you guys have discussed and heard uh, from feedback that? That will change with him, or how do you feel about it?
13: Yeah. Well, first of all, he's a big piece of that, and the head football coach is the point of the spear. But, you know, and this is one of the areas that I want to offer close examination on, but, you know, why, what can we do better to connect to our public? Like, I want our fans and alumni to say, that's my team. That's not MTSU's team, but we're all in this together. And, and so that kind of connection needs to take place. And I'm not sure we've had that the last few years. Uh, so, so this is our team that we can't win these games or accomplish these goals without our fans participation and uh, help understand the critical role that they, that they play. So that's number one. Uh, number two is that uh, this uh, gives us a chance to kind of rebrand or reimage our entire football program, and we can't let this this slip away on us. We can't let that opportunity go. So, so there there will be heavy emphasis on that uh, in the, in the winter, spring, summer, all those kind of things that, that how people can help. Coach Ensel does a great job here in terms of soliciting fans and and making them feel like we can't win this game, like we can't beat Tennessee and Huntsville unless you go to Huntsville and help us. And then to to thank them afterwards as well. And, And just to do more of that, not to say that's not been done, but to do more of it and forge deeper connections, I think that all starts. But it's him, his staff, it's our athletic communication staff. It's our marketing staff. It's our university marketing staff. This is a really collective effort and it just doesn't fall on one person's shoulders, you know, and so I need to do a better job and we need to do a better job of, of laying out a, a well thought out plan and attack of how we're going to accomplish that. And so that's a, we've got a meeting next Tuesday. Uh, with our university marketing people, the, the marketing uh, people inside our athletic department. That's exactly the topic of, of what we're going to talk about.
4: I've got several questions, but I want to continue on on that theme since this is where we are in the conversation, sir. Playing games on Tuesday and Wednesday night. What has that been like uh, for you as far as attendance and game day atmosphere and all of that playing games in the middle of the week?
13: yeah and I you know and we knew that going in that there's a give and take to everything you know and and so we can talk about its positives and we can talk about its negatives uh but the reality is is we're gonna play on Tuesdays and Wednesday nights for as long as the TV contract is and and so that's to me is a real positive positive. and I firmly believe i I firmly believe this that there's an audience out there that likes that that uh and we can attract it. Number one, it gives us clean air. Like uh, it doesn't force people to to uh, choose between watching Tennessee or go to Knoxville on game days as opposed to watching the Blue Raiders. So we take that off the table. We we get clean air. Uh, so so people with dual allegiances and those kind of things they can do both in the same week. What a great football week! And, and so we need to take advantage of that. Uh, number two is like and i'll cite my car dealer city auto as a as an example they like those weeknight games because Saturday's their busiest day and they can't necessarily pull away for a saturday ball game so there are people that are in the workforce that this game means it gives them weeknight games gives them much more of an opportunity to come and then thirdly uh, and you can look over the course of our history here of these mid, uh, these midweek games, is our students. Our students love it. And we draw probably twice as many on the weeknight games student body as we do on the weekends. We've got a, uh, a, a student body that largely has to have jobs to help pay for uh, school and those kind of things, and a lot of those jobs are on the weekends. And so the, those nights offer a larger segment of our student body a chance to come to our games so i i'm excited about it i think this year we learned a lot uh, as a staff and some of those lessons and and that's part of how do we how do we attack that how do we take these as brand new opportunities and and, and make it make it shine cuz we know that for some people it's more inconvenient than a saturday we know that and we know that maybe the tailgating gets more restricted on on those weeknights, we know that. so how do we how do we take those kind of issues that are that are very real and kind of mitigate those with other with other uh, possibilities and and routes that we can market to? I
4: want to ask you about um Derek Mason's record at Vanderbilt and I know the answer to this question, but I need you to address it, sir, because you're the one who ultimately made the decision, and I'm going to read this uh, directly from a good friend of mine who is a former MTSU student. Uh, I don't know if he was an exact graduate, but he's a former MTSU student for sure. Um, He he says, uh, wasn't this the same guy at Vanderbilt? I don't remember him winning a whole lot of games there, so why him? There is a stigma around Derek Mason, as you well know, sir, that has this 27-55 and 55 record at Vanderbilt. Um, so a lot of people don't feel like he is a winning type of coach. So what do you say to those fans who believe that Derek Mason doesn't have a winning resume in order to lead a football team?
13: Well, first of all, I think that anybody would recognize that the Vanderbilt job offers unique challenges in the most difficult league in the country. Okay, so let's start there. Yes, sir. And let's look at their uh, school history uh, of success in football, particularly the last 40 years, and let's look there. And then let's look a little bit behind the scenes of how those records went. So his first year that he's dealing with the rape case uh, and the court trial of it, that's hardly a, a, a platform that you can launch from. I mean, that that impacts your whole locker room. And so, uh, and I think if you talk to Derek, he'd admit that maybe he didn't have the right staff to go through that. And then you look at, uh, uh, he, he had some great wins, uh, you know, so there, there were moments, uh, glorious moments that he had at Vanderbilt. And so how does that happen? You know, and, and then, you know, two bowl games, those kind of things. And then, uh, so so you look at all that, and I, I think almost as important as I have did the evaluation, and people are always welcome to disagree, but as I did my evaluation is that this I was impressed with what he did post Vanderbilt. So the if the knock on him at Vanderbilt was his offense. So he goes to Auburn and works for Brian Harson, who and I know it didn't work at, at, at Auburn for as the head coach, but he's regarded as one of the best offensive minds that we have. And then the next year he goes off and he works with under Mike Gundy.
5: Mm-hmm.
13: And you look at that kind of a learning curve that he could inherit with Mike Gundy. And then what really attracted me was what he did with this year, quote-unquote, a sabbatical year. And, and to be able to get out, get behind closed doors with coaches, be active, uh, try to to add to your personal knowledge. So his quest for knowledge was, was is still there. It's still there, and you know, and, and you know, the one comparison that I kind of made in my mind is, you look at Mike Loxley, what he did at New Mexico, mm-hmm. really difficult place to win, and then he goes to Maryland, and they've had their moments. They've been competitive in the Big Ten, yes, and, and he elevated their program. So that's what I do, and then you try to project. Does he bring those qu- qualities that we seek as a head coach to help our program? Is there an element of toughness? Is there an element of engagement? How will he relate to his players? Uh, I like the fact that, like today, he and his staff are visiting. I think like 50 high schools, schools in the midstate, and the fact that we don't—he doesn't have to GPS where the high schools are. He already knows them. So he kind of knows a lot of the territory and he knows what middle Tennessee's like so we've got those advantages as well so i certainly understand that criticism but i i would like want our fans to know that that we looked at that we gauged it we studied it and and so uh i i think that uh and and derek was great in the interviews that's what that's why you interview people to see See what's happened and, and and all those kind of things and what lessons get learned. And he's passed that all the flying colors. So I, I understand it but also these people haven't had a chance to sit down and talk to him. And I would just say just sit and watch. Just before you judge, if you feel that way, just watch what, what he does the next few months. and and, and not make an off the cuff evaluation on one statistic.
4: One last question for me sir and that is you mentioned why you separated from coach Stockstill uh, and the conference record was a big part of uh, of your statement about what you said about why you decided to move on from him and the the football team went to 10 bowl games in 18 seasons under coach but the bowl I'm sorry the conference wins and conference championships were not there how do you gauge success is what i'm really asking here sir is it the amount of bowls you're able to go to, you know, a New Orleans Bowl, the Hawaii Bowl, the Bahamas Bowl. You know, you went to a lot of nice prof- high-profile bowls for your university, but the conference wins weren't there. So how do you gauge
13: success? Well, let me be really clear on this, that conference wins were there. I, what I referenced was the last five years we were below 500. So if you look over Coach Stock's 18 years, we had a really good conference record, so... uh but you switched
4: conference, though, in the middle, though, sir. Pardon me? You, you switched conference in the middle, did you not? You went from the Sun Belt to the to conference USA? Yeah.
13: Okay. Yeah, what does that have to do with anything? No, no,
4: no, 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 no sir. No, no, I, I was just I was just making, making the reference. I understand, sir. I'm sorry, I interrupted. I apologize, sir.
13: No, what I was saying is that uh, his record was good. In the last five years, we've had a tail-off, and so where is that, and can we regenerate the momentum that we once had? So to answer your question, I gauge all those things in terms of success. You know, Coach Stock, we went to ten bowl games. I mean, that's we went to zero prior to his arrival. We won an Eastern Division championship in Conference USA, I think, in 2018. We shared for a title like in 2006 or 2007. So, uh, he, like I said, we were at a good base camp, uh, if you're summoning that mountain. But we were, I don't want to say stuck there, but we, we were there. And then the, the primary gauge that I use in all of our sports is your conference record. And to be in the conference and, and where we've been, and not necessarily Vanderbilt was in the SEC, but where we are, whether it's Conference USA or Sunbelt, those are peer institutions. We don't have a tremendous budget disadvantage. We don't have a tremendous facility disadvantage that maybe others do in other conferences. We're as good as anybody in the Sunbelt Conference, and I think we should be as good as anybody in the Conference USA, and all of our other sports prove that. So that's how I, I gauge success and also the academic piece uh, can't be forgotten. And Coach Stock did a phenomenal job there, and we want that to continue going forward.
3: I know you referenced it earlier in the interview, but again, congrats on the win uh, for Coach Mm -hmm. Enzel Mm -hmm. and the Lady Blue Raiders. Mm -hmm. That was
13: amazing down in Huntsville. Yeah, I'm hoping this will go down as one of the great days of Middle Tennessee history is that uh, we hired – a tremendously successful coach. And also that was the day we beat Tennessee mm. women. And so it was great. And Huntsville did a great job of putting on a great show. Our fans came out and and, and supported it. And we probably had two-thirds or three-fourths of that arena. And so uh, it was exciting and it was a lot of fun. So, And I thank Tennessee. That's a four-game series. So one in Huntsville – one in Knoxville, back to Murfreesboro, back to Knoxville. So I thank Kelly for having the guts to play us and 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 doing something good for uh, in-state basketball and the women's sport. That's a great.
3: That's a great four. Four uh, was that four years, right? Yeah, yeah. That's that's fantastic. Four
13: years, it's a four-year series. So hmm. thanks to Tennessee for doing that and Kelly for Chris, doing that.
3: Chris, we appreciate your time. Good thank stuff. you, sir. Thanks for doing this. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you down the road. All right, thanks, guys. MTSU Athletics Director Chris Massaro, we appreciate him joining us. 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us. We're wide open the rest of the hour if you want to get involved. You're listening to The McFarland Show.
12: Tease the season at Edwin Watts Golf Shops by Worldwide Golf for holiday specials this year. Featuring the Callaway Paradigm Woods, Forged Carbon for Unparalleled Distance and Forgiveness. Now up to $100 off and from Bushnell. The new Tour V6 Series Laser Rangefinders provide you the most accurate distances in golf. There's always gift cards in any amount for the special golfer you're shopping for. Edwin Watts Golf Shops is home with a 90 day satisfaction guarantee. Shop us in store or online at worldwidegolf.com. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies based on product and subscription plan.
2: Hey
11: guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 95% cheaper and you can get it online? Just go to hims.com/joy.
4: Through hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the name brands To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, hymns.com slash joy. That's hymns.com slash joy for your free online visit. Hims.com slash joy.
14: Michael Fabiano here, and if you want even more excitement on game day, it's time to get on prize picks, the best way to win big on fantasy sports. Here's how it works. Just pick two to six players and choose more or less on their stats. If you get them right, you can win up to 25 times your cash. It's quick and easy to make your picks. And with fast and safe deposits and withdrawals, PrizePix is the place to play this season. PrizePix has awesome weekly promotions, and they're the only daily fantasy platform with an injury insurance policy, keeping you in the game even if one of your players goes down. Watch your entry update in real time and continue the fun by making picks on second half and fourth quarter stats. And right now, when you go to prizepicks.com primetime and use code primetime, prizepicks is matching your first deposit up to $100. That's prizepicks.com primetime with code primetime for a 100% deposit match. Prizepicks, daily fantasy sports made easy, must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for details.
2: This is the Greg Fogue and John Burton Show. I'm not surprised,
1: and I think Kevin Byer gets it. Producer Debbie is this, not happy. The, well, she shouldn't be when they ran off Jeff Fisher, that no one was happy about that because everybody loved him. It, it was all business. He's due $14 million next year, okay? Not going to be on the roster next year.
2: Get something for him. Greg Fogue and News Channel 5's John Burton. WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio.
12: Ranger Station, ranger speaking.
15: Hi. I'd like to report a bear hug.
12: Uh, okay.
15: Well, before I left my campsite, I was putting out my fire, and out of nowhere, Smokey Bear showed up and hugged me?
12: So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. He likes it when people correctly put out their campfires. He's pretty big on wildfire prevention. He's just letting you know you did good. With a uh, hug. He's a hugger.
15: I just got a bear hug from Smokey Bear. (laughs) Status
14: update!
12: All right, I'm going to let you go now. I've got uh, a lot of uh, ranger stuff to do. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokyBear.com. Only you can prevent wildfires.
15: Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester.
12: Text the Strike and Spare Studio now at 615-844-5600. You're listening to The McFarland Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane.
3: Indeed you are. Appreciate Chris Masaro for joining us. Leroy Horde will join us. Former running back at Michigan. Mm-hmm. Former running back of the Cleveland Browns. Former running back of the Minnesota Vikings. He's now doing radio down in Miami. WQAM. We'll talk about the Dolphins. Coming up at 3 o'clock, McFarlane's six-pack of picks at about 340. 615-844-5600. Let's go to Columbia. Nate, what's up?
16: What's up, guys? Uh, great interview. Uh, sounded like Chris Massaro was going to come off the top rope at Justin.
3: We can uh, Maybe we can do something for charity. Get these two in a ring. I have no desire to put do any violence towards Mr. Massaro. In but any I'm not way. sure what weight <laughs> category you know Justin's in now that he's lost half of a Justin.
4: Yeah. I mean, yeah.
3: It's okay.
16: Justin, your question got to him a little bit there.
4: I, you know, listen, we're just, just, just talking about, about the issues uh, at hand here.
16: (laughs) So, yeah. And that's what I kind of wanted to talk about. Um, It's great that, you know, they're getting um, students and more fans coming to the games during the week. It's just making – because we we have been kind of seriously thinking about getting season tickets, but because we do live in Columbia and it's kind of a drive to get to uh Murfreesboro. And, yes, it's a drive to get to Nashville for Preds games, but it's a little different. Um, going to a hockey game than going to a football game because I, I would want, I would want tailgate at the football games and that was kind of the reason why I wanted to get season tickets. But I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of, I guess, below 50% now on getting season tickets for MTSU just because I don't want to have to pay for those weekday games that I probably wouldn't go to. So, I mean, you know, I I was just do you, calling to get my opinion.
3: Do you go to weekday press games? Yeah,
16: but that's different. I don't play in the tailgate at press oh, okay. games. Okay. And, so you're saying it's less yeah, of a time
4: and, commitment than Nate, is that what you're saying?
16: Yeah, yeah, for me at least. Okay. okay.
5: That's fair. Hmm. That's fair.
16: Yeah. But okay, and Dan, let me ask you this. I've been um I've been discussing it and discussing it is very light term for uh, what me and a coworker have been talking about with the Watson incident with on mm-hmm. Yeah, Watson has sometimes not done great things on the ice. But, I mean, I I kind of give him a pass a little bit just because, like you were saying, he's a great person. And it wasn't intentional. And I kind of at least have to put this a little bit on was on and i understand he was standing right there but i mean what do you think about you know Christie staying head on a swivel at all times
5: yeah i uh, I, I don't know what you're supposed I,
3: to do i mean he his head was on a swivel he knew it was coming he couldn't get out of the way he jumped up i i i just i'm disappointed because there's just if the game is it's five to one the game is over there's no need for austin to do that that it just there was no point uh, in doing that, none. And so that's what I'm disappointed about. Like, there's no reason for him to do that.
16: Yeah, I, I mean, I get, I get it. I just, I don't know. Frustration sometimes gets the best of sure, you, and sure. I can, I can see why he did it. So uh, it's almost like where you're standing right next to the boards, and where the player throws the puck into the boards in frustration. It's just that he put it, I guess, in the wrong
3: direction. Yeah. Yeah. I think think it it could have been avoided. I still like Austin. I think he's a great guy, and I'm glad he's still in the league. But I was disappointed last night. Yeah.
16: Yeah, me too. But all right, guys, y'all enjoy Army-Navy tomorrow. Love that game. Can't wait to eventually go to that game at some point in my life.
3: Yeah, me too. Thank you, Nate. We'll step away. We'll take a quick break, come back. Wrap up the first
10: hour next.
15: Just a few cocktails at happy hour. There
10: aren't any cops around. After every game, we always have a few. It's no big deal.
15: It was just a few drinks. I'm good.
10: Hey, I can hold my liquor.
15: I
11: drink and drive all the time.
4: If you put away some drinks, put away your keys.
2: Fans don't let fans drive drunk. Brought to you by the Tennessee Highway Safety Office.
12: Jackson Boone Racing. The youngest driver at age 19 to win the coveted Pro Late Model Series Championship at Nashville Fairground Speedway. Jackson Boone Racing. A local kid and page high graduate who's been winning races since he was 8 years old. Jackson Boone Racing. Come join Red Street Records and Roy's Meat Service, along with the Boone Group, a market leader for your home financing needs. In supporting this rising star, visit JacksonBooneRacing.com to see how you can be a part of the journey and join us running up front. Jackson
2: Boone Racing.
12: Give us a call, 615 844 5600. The McFarland Show with Darren and Justin.
3: Pacheco is out for the Chiefs against the Bills on Sunday with a shoulder injury. Mm. Coming off a good uh, big game rushing last week, so they'll be without their number one running back. Brown's not ready to name a starting quarterback just yet. It's between Flacco and. DTR or Dorial Green Beckham, whatever his I, name is. I
4: don't think it's Dorial Green Beckham. Well, I'm pretty sure it's like
3: not that. him. Uh, the Jags are waiting <laughs> until Sunday on uh, whether Trevor Lawrence will play or not.
4: I don't think he will. I don't know, man. I think it's smart for him I not to know. play. It's not going to get any better, you know, with him out there. I'm not sure if it can get worse, but certainly not going to get any better you need them for the playoff run. They, you know, but, you know, we'll we'll see. I mean, they got to make their own decisions down there.
3: Mike McCarthy said he feels good after his surgery. I guess he's going to coach on Sunday against the Eagles. So we'll see. He needs to. Yeah. Big game. All right, that's going to do it for hour number one. We'll head down to Miami. Talk to Leroy Hoare. We'll do that next here on the McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio.
2: 560 AM, 95.9 FM, Brentwood, Nashville. 107.9 FM, Smyrna. Nashville's first 24-hour sports station. WNSR, Nashville Sports Radio.
0: ABC News. I'm Michelle Franzen. The U.N. Security Council is meeting and debating today a ceasefire resolution between Israel and Hamas due to a humanitarian crisis and civilian deaths in Gaza. During a briefing on Air Force One today, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre is calling on Congress again to continue talks to help pass a supplemental aid package for Ukraine, Israel and Taiwan before the end of the year. Republicans want to tie funding to U.S. border security.
9: Senate Republicans need to stop playing check it with our national uh, security that's what they need to stop doing
0: in france 16s were convicted today in juvenile court for their roles in the beheading of a teacher by an islamic extremist in 2021 the teacher samuel patty was killed outside the school after having a debate on free expression in class showing cartoons depicting the prophet of islam gas buddy says the average price for a gallon has dropped to 2.99 the first time gas prices have dipped below $3 since 2021 this is abc news
9: no we don't sell commission-based products we're a fiduciary the highest standard of care for a financial advisor it means we're obligated to act in our clients best interest so when do you make more money only when your clients make more money yep we have one transparent management fee structured so we do better when our clients do better
16: sounds like you really look out for your clients
9: we do because our priority is helping them achieve a comfortable retirement that might be why most of our clients come from other money managers visit fisherinvestments.com to find out why investors like you switch to us sure Investments. Clearly different money management. Investments in securities involve the risk of loss.
2: WNSR. Nashville Sports Radio.
17: Princess Hot Chicken. The Tangle Mall It's everybody talking about it. Including the head basketball coach at TSU, Brian Penny Collins. I
14: went to Wise Creek High School. Before every game, we went to Princess Chicken on Dickerson Roll. Every single game. And it's the best. It's a staple in Nashville. And it just takes me all the way back.
17: Princess Chicken from tenders to whole wings. they got baked beans, collard greens, and delicious desserts. It's all at Prince's Hot chicken, Heat and flavor. Princess is the original home of hot chicken worldwide. Check us out at the downtown location right across from Bridgestone Arena in the Full Assembly Hall, South Nashville location on Dolanville Road, and the new Tango Outlet Mall in Antioch. Interested in working in a great environment with great hourly wages? Please submit a resume to Princess Hot Chicken, AFH at gmail.com, or fill out an application on the Princess Hot Chicken website. That's PrincessHotChicken.com, and then click on Join Our Chicken. Prince's Hot Chicken.com. Prince's Hot Chicken, proud sponsor of WNSR Nashville Sports Radio.
2: Listen. You can't handle the truth. It's about to go off. Live from the WNSR Strike and Spare Studios. Just a
1: bit outside.
2: Now, back to the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. Drop
5: be the money!
2: Call or text now. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Call us or send us a text on the WNSR text line. 615-844-5600. 615-844-5600. Call or text. Same number. then. Now, the McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin.
3: Second hour on this Friday afternoon. We're live in the Strikers Bear Family Fun Center studio. 615-844-5600. Don't forget, before we get out of here, we'll have our McFarland six-pack of picks, which will include this game we're going to talk about now. Okay. Monday Night Football. Dolphins hosting the Titans. Let's head down to Miami. WQAM. Former Browns and Vikings running back, former Michigan running back, Leroy Horde. This guy was playing for the Browns when I was living in Cleveland and covering the Browns at the old Municipal Stadium, Justin. Hmm. Let me tell you, this time of year, that was the coldest place on earth. I haven't been to Antarctica, but it was the coldest place on earth. A lot of passion
18: there, though.
3: Leroy, how are we doing?
18: Not the coldest place on earth. I played in Minnesota, and I got there in November, and the first 30 days, 25 of those days, the temperature never got above zero.
3: Yeah, but you got to cheat in Minnesota. You played in a dome.
18: I had to
5: walk for that damn
3: dome. <laughs> i say, you still had to go to the car. <laughs> well, you had to play basically in the lake in Cleveland, and it so, was cold.
18: When it would snow for no damn reason
3: whatsoever. <laughs> <laughs> Leroy, I, I lived one year and one year only in Willowick, Ohio. Okay. Right on the lake. Okay. And let me tell yep. you, I got out of there as quick as I could because it could dump 16 inches on you. I'd call my mom Living about 15 minutes away. and She's like, yeah, we got about an inch or two. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I got to get off this lake. Got to get off the lake. That's it. So this Dolphin, by the way, real quick, since you went to to Michigan, I I know Miami. I've been to Miami. I haven't lived there. Been there many, Mm -hmm. many times. Covered Super Bowls and blah, blah, blah. I I know the market. How much do you guys discuss college football? And what did you think of the four teams they got in? Obviously, leaving Michigan out because I know you're
18: biased. Here, here's here's the problem I have with it, right? Okay. The great thing about sports is you play the game because anything can happen. If you've been around sports long enough, you've seen the impossible. I've seen Michigan lose to Appalachian State. I was a member of the Minnesota Vikings when we were fifteen and one as a double-digit favorite, and we lost to Atlanta. Okay. It bothers me to no end that a committee, a group of people sitting around the table says Florida State can't win because their starting quarterback is out. That's not sports. That's not sports. We see it all the time. And, And so for them to take sports out of this decision, It really is. And I'm not a Florida State fan, and my team was already in, right? But you're going to be hard-pressed to be able to come uh, and explain to me how if Florida State beats Georgia, how an undefeated Power 5 team wasn't even in the Final Four. And if they win... You're going to say, oh, what, oh, maybe they really did have a chance.
3: I get it. That had it's to have an been an
18: absolute a, joke. Yeah,
3: that had to have been a cold room for Mike Norvell and those players. Whenever that telling, news. What
18: do you tell the kids? Because, I don't know. You know what? What, what, what about Kurt Warner? Jeff Hostember? What about those guys? They were backups. They won the Super Bowl. Mm mm-hmm. Should we just fold up? Oh, no, Trey Green got hurt. The Rams are done. Like, it, that's not what sports is. And for a bunch of men to sit in a room and eliminate the competition and sport aspect of a team sport is a joke.
3: We would appreciate it sitting here in Nashville if you didn't bring up any more Kurt Warner references. Uh, it still stinks. Still too soon. We still
5: having some problems. Still soon. Still <laughs> I can close
4: my eyes. I can see he's almost there, Leroy. He's almost
18: <laughs> Oh wait a minute.
3: He
4: almost Four raced yards. it. He almost got he got yeah, one yards. more yard, Leroy. He
18: can uh You know what's funny, as the years went by, those three yards became two inches. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> no, you're right,
7: you're right.
3: There's uh yeah, we've we've actually said that. It and was... the and the pass in Buffalo is still forward, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, in your opinion, how good is this Miami team? Good enough to win it all?
7: Yes.
18: For for this reason. The defense has picked it up. Uh, Everybody's concentrating on the offense. But ever since Jalen Ramsey got back, they've been able to play a different style of defense. Man up, come after you. They cause pressure. Uh, they turn getting turnovers, they're locking guys down in the secondary. And so I would say you know what you're going to get offensively. It's the defense that has picked it up in the last month. And I think that's the, the surprise of everybody. Not necessarily the surprise, but people that look at the Dolphins and, and look at that offense are failing to realize and understand how far along that defense has come from the beginning of the year,
3: Nashville's own Jalen Ramsey. By the way, uh, well, what, How much does losing Phillips for the season hurt them on defense?
14: Uh,
18: it does hurt some because he was having his best year. But I got to tell you, uh, Van Ginkel, Gank- right? He, when he replaced him earlier in the year, was balling. To the point where when Jalen Phillips came back, they couldn't take Van Ginks off the field. And so he's been been making plays. In fact, last week he had a pick six. He is the guy that they used to replace him. And he has been having himself a hell of a year also. So um, you're going to lose some depth. You're probably going to lose... Jalen Phillips is dominant out there, but I do think you have a viable player to come in and kind of not lose too much.
4: When I want to ask you, from your position, um, being, being the running back in the era that you played, about Derrick Henry and what you see, what makes him great? Because I can watch it, but I didn't play 10 years in the NFL. What makes Derrick Henry so incredible? What he does?
18: Just imagine Gronk running a four-four. <laughs> That's what it is, right? Yes, sir. A souped-up, a souped-up bus. Mm. A, a bus that goes zero to sixty in five seconds, like it. At his size, to be that explosive is in itself. You've had big guys who, who who could run the football. You had big guys who were shifty. But to be that dominant, the way that he's been consistently year after year after year, that doesn't normally happen. I mean, we've had big bruisers. When you look at somebody, think about uh, Christian McCoy. Yes, sir. How short his career was. Yes, sir. Right? Because, you know, Everybody, you had to game tackle him. He was getting hit three, four, five times on every play. It wears on you. But the fact that he is still delivering pain and still able to run away from people at that size. I mean, you watch him run. You can't really – it doesn't really look like he's moving that fast and then nobody catches him. Mm. It, it's, it's, it's amazing. He is He is a unique – individual to play running back. He is because he doesn't fit what we think of a running back, you know, stocky, shifty. You, you know what I mean? If if he played back in our day, you'd say, "Oh, he runs too upright. Oh, he's going to get hit." Like, yeah, he is he is something special. Mm. I
4: want to ask you about some some running backs in your era or at least around your neighborhood and the mm-hmm. Hall of Fame discussion uh, that we have around here. And I want to bring up three guys in particular uh, that you may recognize who are not in the Hall of Fame. Uh, Corey mm-hmm. Dillon at 11,241. Mm-hmm. Fred Taylor at 11,695. Mm-hmm. And just because we're broadcasting live from Nashville, Eddie George, of course, with 10,441. Uh, mm-hmm. These guys are not in the Hall of Fame. There seems to be a log jam sort of at that you know, around the eleven to twelve thousand yard mark. Darren and I yeah. watched a lot of Fred Taylor because you know they played division games here in Nashville. We saw him up close. Mm-hmm. We saw Corey Dillon up close uh, back in the day when they played division games here. These guys, mm-hmm. to me, just my eyeballs, are, are no question. These guys were some of the they're the best I've ever seen uh, as far as that yeah. position is concerned. You played the position. What What is your evaluation of how we appreciate running backs of that era moving into this era and where we are as far as appreciation of those guys?
18: Well, Fred Taylor should be in the Hall of Fame because you can't talk about anybody on that Jaguars team at that time without talking about Fred Taylor. And that in itself makes him a Hall of Famer, right? Um. Eddie George was Derek Henry, not as fast, but same size and just a big, physical guy. Right, a guy that you know every night, every time you played him, you buckle your chin strap, put your mouthpiece in, and and it was going to be a physical game. Corey Dillon is 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 a is a different one Hmm. because as many yards as he accumulated, right? If I say Eddie George, or I say Fred Taylor, your eyes light up, and you remember him right away. But if I say Corey Dillon, you say, whoa, he had that much production? <laughs> right? So it's a different, you know, is, is he just as worthy as the other guys? Absolutely. But... When you talk about the other guys and you talk about their teams, it's very easy to include them in the success of their team. I see what you're saying. And and it wasn't necessarily the case with Corey Dillon. Didn't he win a Super Bowl with New England? Um, two thousand four,
4: five, and six. Yeah, Yeah. so yeah, he was on one one of those teams. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: And make no mistake about it, Leroy. We remember him because it was Tennessee Oilers slash Titans. Oh, wow. He carved him up several times. Yeah. That's the reason we remember him yeah. so much. He did 200, like 200, one time, yeah. 200 yard nights.
18: Right, and 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 that's you know I understand that, but you, you see where I'm getting at. Like like the the other guys when you mention their names, you have a different. Kind of thought of their career than you do with Corey Dillon, even though the numbers are the same. Not fair to Corey Dillon, hmm. but that's just kind of how that how that works, how that um, presents itself. I don't know if anybody nowadays will even get to carry hmm. simulate those yards. Yeah, yeah. And so, what's going to end up happening is this: is that when you start looking at running backs. Now running backs you gotta start including total yards, you know? Mm. How many catches, how many receives, which, you know, is a joke because I'll give you another name that should absolutely be in the hall of fame. Eric Metcalf.
4: Wow. Mm. Wow. Okay. But he was a return Metcalf. guy. He's return special guy. Team special team, yeah. Yeah. Yep. He did everything.
18: Eric, Eric Metcalf has seventeen thousand plus total yards in the NFL. Mm. Right? Think about that. Yes, sir. Seventeen thousand yards and not even nothing. So what do you see? Cause, Cause they put a position on him.
4: Yeah. Okay.
18: Just a, you can't just be a great NFL football player.
4: Hmm. I, I want to ask you about playing in Michigan and then turning around and playing in Cleveland, Ohio.
5: <laughs>
4: How did that go? I don't have to explain. Well, I don't have to ask nothing else. Just how did that go?
18: My, well, my first, my first, uh, uh, first day there, when they, you know, they do the interview for the draft, for the draft, and all that, and they ask me a question. I say, well, I want to start by apologizing. No hard feelings, right? <laughs> they go, what do you mean? I said, if it wasn't for Ohio State, I wouldn't be here.
5: <laughs>
18: oh, 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 oh. Shots fired you, you need to understand Never stop I will, Like Before I knew anything about Ohio I was a Wolverine So I tell him I love Cleveland, I love playing in Cleveland I love fans in Cleveland Everything, right? But that first Saturday After Thanksgiving We ain't friends <laughs> You get it. Yeah, I'll talk to you on Sunday. The following Monday we we'll go back, but that's Saturday after Thanksgiving, uh, uh-uh. uh no, and that's the way it should be. I expect nothing different from Ohio.
3: That's that's amazing that you started off your career. I forgot that you said that. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. uh, last thing, Leroy. So, how how do you think this is going to play out? Like, um, and what is. What is the goal down there? I'm watching the hard knocks, uh, the end season hard knocks on the Dolphins. So I'm, you know, I'm just, you know, listening to what Mike McDaniel's is saying in that, in those episodes. I don't know what he's saying on a daily basis to you guys, but what what is the goal down there? Are they trying to get the one seed? I mean, what you know, what are they talking about down there for the rest of the regular season?
18: All they're talking about is Tennessee getting better and improving on last week, this week. Um, which is good to hear, right? Like, they're, you know, what they talk about is, hey, guys, we were 83 last year and lost five in a row, right? So let's just concentrate on this week. Let's do all of our work on Tennessee and get ready to play a good game this week because you can only win one game a week. And, and and that's what the message has been all year. Whether they win big or lose big, you know, they celebrate it, and then they get ready for the following week. But the
3: – We lose him?
4: Leroy, you there?
3: Hello? Yeah, yeah there we he got is. you. Okay. We got you. Okay, you went away.
18: You're back.
4: We got okay. you, sir. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Continue.
18: I would say that Mike McDaniel has instilled in, in all these guys the confidence to want to go out to practice and work and want to get better every week. And that's all they talk about. That's all they talk about. They don't talk about, okay, what does this win mean? What is, you know, now we got nine wins. Because he'll say, and he's said this over and over again, you ain't getting in the playoffs with nine wins. So why are we celebrating it?
3: Leroy, really appreciate it. Thanks for doing this. Uh, great to catch up
18: Thank you, sir. with
3: you again. Right. And uh, we'll do it okay. again down the road.
18: Definitely. Have a good one, guys. All right.
3: That is former running back at Leroy Hoard. That was really good stuff. Mm-hmm. By the way, I think he was in lockstep with us about Fred Taylor. It
4: sounds like And it. Eddie
3: George, right? Yeah, sounds He's like those- it. Those are two, and Corey Dillon, that's interesting perspective. Uh, mm-hmm. right? that, from a guy that,
4: who played in the same era. yeah, like He played in the 90s along with them.
3: And I think if we were ranking them, that's what we would have done, right? Eddie and Fred Taylor, no particular order, one and two, and Corey Dillon third if we were ranking them. Probably. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, anyway, interesting yeah, stuff yeah. from Leroy Hort. All right, we'll come back. We're wide open the rest of the hour. If you want to get involved, 615-844-5600 is how you get in touch with us as you listen to The McFarland Show, Nashville Sports Radio. Do
17: you want to work at the OG of Hot Chicken, Princess Hot Chicken Tanker? Outlet Mall, 4060 Cane Ridge Parkway, Suite 102 in Antioch. Princess is looking for fun, energetic, and friendly smiling faces as food runners and cashiers. They're also looking to create an amazing culinary team to carry on the Princess tradition. Interested in working in a great environment with great hourly wages? Submit a resume to Chicken AFH at gmail.com or fill out an application on the Princess Hot Chicken website. That's princesshotchicken.com. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel.
12: Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. I like putting parlay bets together hammering the overs,
1: and anytime player touchdown bets always have me on the edge of my seat. So if you're ready to do the same, visit FanDuel.com slash win and kick off the NFL season. That's FanDuel.com slash win. FanDuel, official partner
4: of the NFL.
1: 21 plus and in President, Kentucky. First online real money wager, only $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager, only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipts. E-terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
7: Tis the season for all of my favorite treats. Now, where are Grandma's homemade holiday cookies? Hold up. Where are Grandma's cookies?
15: Easy, Joe.
7: Grandma brought something even sweeter this season. Your triple fudge brownies? No, Joey.
9: Holiday instant games from the Tennessee Lottery.
7: Made from scratch holiday
12: wins? Grandma, you're a genius. Give the gift of holiday instant games topped
2: with sweet cash prizes. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Oh, what game-changing fun. Please play responsibly. It's the McFarlane Show with Darren McFarlane and Fox 17's Justin McFarlane. I
3: believe this franchise right now, unfortunately, is paying for the sins of a lot of bad draft picks and, and bad signs. You can only dodge that for so long. Would you think about going back-to-back years with your first-round pick and get nothing, nothing, that's hard. That's a hard pill to
2: swallow. It's just is The McFarlane Show with Darren and Justin on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR.
12: Welcome back to the Strike and Spare Studios. You're listening to the McFarland Show with Darren McFarland and Fox 17's Justin McFarland.
3: McFarland's six-pack of picks coming up in about 15 minutes. Good stuff from Leroy Horde. Back here on the McFarland Show. We're live in the Strike and Spare Family Fun Center Studios. We get geared up for another Big sports weekend. The Predators will be on the road up in Canada. No college football games other than the big one. Army, yeah, Navy. Army Navy. Yeah, love to, would love to go to that one day. Heisman Trophy will be awarded Saturday night, and then uh, a really good slate of NFL games this weekend. And of course, the Titans will have to wait till Monday night to get their game. Titans and Dolphins. Six one five eight four four fifty six hundred. Let's go to Eric. Eric, what's up?
19: Hey guys, and you were talking about NFL games. I think starting next weekend, you'll have a few Saturday games on. I think till the end of the season. So now that college football is out of the way, they're going to have some NFL Saturday games. Yep, that's right. But guys, y'all, you you're you talking about the Steelers uh, against the Patriots. I thought it is definitely hard to figure how they could beat Baltimore and Cleveland. and Some of the teams. That, but then you lose back to back to Arizona and Cle- and uh, excuse me, the Patriots at home. And with that win, do you realize now that Bill Belichick is 10-3 against Mike Tomlin in his career? As far as I understand, I was talking to John and Greg this morning. They said the fans in Pittsburgh are not happy about it. And they are calling for his head. <laughs> calling yes. for whose head? Uh, Mike Tomlin. Oh. That's what John Burton said. Mm. That, uh, that, uh, Mike yeah. Yes, was... no, okay. yeah. So yeah. They think... I, mean, I agree with you guys. i would be it, 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 insane to do that. But I also found out this morning, is next year is the last year of Mike Tomlin's contract. And, of course, people took – and I don't think he is going to get fired because I think, but no, they didn't fire him. He was I don't know if it's neutral or whatever. But I did hear that Bill Belichick—I mean, not Bill Cower wanted more money, but the Steelers didn't want to pay him, so he quit. And, uh, you know, like I said, next year is the last year Thomas' contracted. contract. It, it is going to be interesting to see what happens. But if he does get fired, I think he would get snapped up in a minute. But it also wouldn't surprise me, guys – uh, if a week from tomorrow the Steelers play in Indianapolis against the Colts in a Saturday game a week from tomorrow, When <laughs> wouldn't surprise the Steelers beat them. That's kind of a of times they're in mold, but we'll see what happens. And also you probably heard Bill Belichick supposed to be on college game day tomorrow since the game's in Parchsboro, I guess, doing the picks. Is that right? Like that, tomorrow. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah,
3: wow. It he, doesn't he, seem like he's he was... seen, but yeah, okay. Well, that tells you, yeah, you, you yeah. can tell uh, he's not winning
19: anymore because when he's doing stuff <laughs> like that, <laughs> y- yep. Yeah, but yeah, that's what I heard. He's going to be on college game day tomorrow. So, well, uh, that'll be riveting. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. You're right, right. A couple of other games I'll get off. Another interesting game, of course, is the buffalo Kansas City game. I think it's desperation for both teams. You know, Buffalo probably needs to win more than the Chiefs, but the Chiefs still want to have a shot at home field advantage, they need to win uh, that game because it, it is a big game for both teams. And but Buffalo, after this, of course, plays the Cowboys next week, so... You know, they have to be in playoff mode right now. And lastly, uh, the Sunday night game between the Eagles and the Cowboys. Guys, I think it's going to be a great game. Would it surprise me if Philadelphia won? No, it wouldn't. Because uh, if they win, they're going to win the division. But even if Dallas wins, again, with their schedule, they've got upcoming. I just don't see them winning the division. I could be wrong. Uh, but uh, we'll see what happens, guys. But uh, I'm just looking forward to football this weekend. Guys, y'all take care. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon.
3: Thank you, Eric. You too. Thank you, Eric. Let me address a couple things. Sure. Am I surprised a fan base, a rabid fan base like the Steelers, are now they've turned, now that Canada's out of there, and they realize, Mm -hmm. oh, wait a minute, our offense still looks like manure without Matt Canada. Oh, Oh, huh. Mm. Interesting. So we got to, you know, we got to burn somebody else. Uh, you know, so I guess it's now Mike Tomlin. It's just like, how silly do you have to be, honestly, to to put the blame on Mike Tomlin?
4: They are spoiled. Well,
3: no, duh. But
4: d- they are spoiled, rotten, and I got zero time. For the tears of the Pittsburgh Steelers fans, just got none. No sympathy for them. No, and, and same thing with the Patriot fans, too. right? But nobody, no <clears> sympathy, hurt. no sympathy for them whatsoever. No, they, they, whatever happens to them, happens to them. They can dry their tears with the Super Bowl banners. Okay, yeah. Yeah. don't worry, I ain't worried about it. You know, it's it's whatever. That so they haven't had a losing season in fifteen years. Okay. And you want to get rid of the people no. who were doing that for you? Come fine. Come on back to the 3 and 14 side if you think it's so good over there. Come on back. Come on back. You know, we're doing fine over here.
3: Do I think there's times when things run its course? Sure. Sure. I believe that. Do I think that just because they're right now, by the way, they're still above 500. They're not one in 11. No. They're above 500. Even though they've had two really, really bad losses at home, they did two weeks in a row. They did. Mike Tomlin has kept it at a level that is so incredibly hard in the NFL. There, there are a couple of coaches that come to mind, and they're in the same division. John Harbaugh, mm-hmm. who by the way has dealt with a lot of injuries, yeah, a lot of injuries. John Harbaugh keeps them, and he's been there just, just shy of what Mike Tomlin. Pretty close. In Pittsburgh. I mean, they I think Harbaugh's in his. 14th year, something like that. 15th year, he's been there a long time. Long time. Like Tomlin. Those two guys in a league that is set up to be, everybody to be mediocre. That's the way it's set up. Yep. Everybody to be average. Ebbs and flows. They have kept their ship and their head above water basically the whole time. Which is so incredibly hard to do crazy in the NFL and I just think this whole notion while sometimes it's warranted sometimes just it, I, I love how easy it is for everybody just to, to fire people you know it's so easy to do on on X or Twitter whatever you want to call it social media sports talk radio it's so easy to fire people it is and sometimes it's warranted Just to always think because things aren't right, you got to fire people. It's just ridiculous whenever they've earned the right. They've earned the grace period. They've earned whatever they should be getting, you know, a leash. Mm -hmm. And it should be long. John Harbaugh and Mike Tomlin have earned that. Pretty long leash. Now, what I hate is people who crown people. And think they're the goat, and it's when it's too soon. It's like, yeah, well, how about we let this play out? Because, oh, by the way, as we're talking about it, it's hard to do. It's very hard. It's hard to sustain it. Really hard. So before we all jump and give people, you know, these college, these stupid universities and ADs and just jump to give guys, you know, an extension when they got three and four more years left on the contract. It's just ridiculous. Things change. Like, who's kidding who? It's so hard to maintain. It's so hard to sustain, especially in today's landscape where everybody's getting paid, and so good for them, you're getting paid, but with that comes incredible amounts of pressure, right? Yeah, incredible amounts of pressure because everybody thinks that, you know, well, you're getting well compensated, so you should have it at a high level at all times. Well, everybody can't keep it at a high level. Okay. Just to think that Mike Tomlin or fill in the blank coach is fixing the Pittsburgh Steelers right now is absurd. You're a moron. If you think anybody could go in there and make it look different. Because it can't. Because right. their quarterbacks stink. Okay? They stink. They're awful. You cannot win at a high level with average to below average poopy quarterbacks. And that's what they have. Look, Mitch Trubisky is a bust. Period. He's a bust. If it was going to change, it would have changed by now. It hasn't. He looks the same, he's crap. Okay? I'm not mad at him. He's not a bad human being. It just means he's not going to live up to the number two pick overall. It's not his fault, but he's going to get well compensated. He's already been well compensated, and he's going to have to live with that label because he's going to get labeled a bust. Sorry. It's part of it. He's just not very good. It's not his fault. Chicago Bears took him number two overall. It was a huge mistake. Yeah, He's not a very good quarterback. He's
4: overdrafted.
3: Guess what? Happens. It's not going to change, and it has happened, and it will continue to happen.
4: It will happen next year.
3: Yes. Okay? It's not going to – so you're a moron if you want to get rid of Mike Tomlin. Okay? It's not your problem. Your problem is not your coach. Your problem is you've got a pile of manure in the quarterback room. That's your problem in Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin's 170
4: and 99. That No. I didn't say 170. I mean 170 wins and 99 losses in the NFL as a head coach in the National Football League. One Super Bowl win, one Super Bowl loss, 10 playoff seasons, 10 playoff seasons uh, in 17 years. Uh, He has not won a playoff game since all the way back in 2016. (laughs) All the way back in 2016. Is that right? Yeah, he hasn't won a playoff game since 2016.
3: Hmm. I didn't realize it had been that long. It's
4: been, well, yeah, it's been that long considering the Miami Dolphins haven't won a playoff game since 1999. So just put that in perspective there for just a half a second.
3: It's almost the existence of the Titans and the Predators yes. in this market.
4: The Miami Dolphins haven't won a playoff game since the late 90s. And now we're talking about Mike Tomlin hasn't won a playoff game since 2016. So this is this is the perspective I'm talking about when I say we're spoiled. Because when you've been winning that much and you can find things like this to complain about, you've been having a legacy of excellence for a very long time. And I've been through this. I've talked to Alabama fans. Trust me. I told you seriously, there was an Alabama fan down there in Alabama when I was, when the Cubs were, won the World Series, who seriously, they were serious as a heart attack compared Alabama's national championship drought from 1992 to 2009 as the same as the Cubs' 108-year World Series drought. Serious. They were serious about it. Very serious about it. They're Yankee fans right now who are sick because their team hasn't won the World Series in, you know, 20 years. It's, how long has it been? 20 years. Meanwhile, fans like yourself have been waiting your whole life. These These are spoiled fans, okay? And I understand everybody wants their team to win. I get it. Everybody wants their team to win. But you can't win all the time, every doggone year. You can't own the league. So if the Steelers fans are upset and they want to get rid of the guy who's won 170 games and lost 99 and has been to 10 playoff uh, appearances in in 17 years and has never had a losing season, I can promise you this. You'll do worse before you can do better. I don't know. I don't know who you're going to hire. But whoever you're going to hire, the percentages suggest that you're going to find a worse head coach than you find a better one. So, you know, you can go take your chances with whatever hot shot you can go get from wherever you want to go get them. You can go get Matt Rule. You can see how that worked out. You can go find another Matt Rule out of the college ranks. You can hire an offensive you know, coordinator from wherever. You can take your shot. Go for it. Is it going to be Mike Tomlin? I, I, I wouldn't. It's, it's going to be tough. It's gonna be tough to reproduce. And by the way, John Harbaugh, you know, hasn't done has is, has been as good as good. He's had two losing seasons
3: in seventeen years in Baltimore too. They've had a lot of. Um, by the way, also won a Super Bowl. Yeah, and he hasn't had the franchise quarterback till Lamar Jackson, who was before. No, I mean he had Flacco. Yeah, Flacco. Flacco, and Flacco was, was fine. And but- I
4: understand the people in Pittsburgh are saying, "Well, that was Ben Roethlisberger who did all of that." Not Mike Tomlin. Well, no, don't, there, don't. There are plenty don't. of Hall of Fame quarterbacks don't. who've had losing seasons. Plenty. So don't don't do that. Don't do that. There are plenty of guys in Canton who've had losing seasons.
3: Yeah. Uh, yes. And just because you have the quarterback doesn't mean squat. No, ask doesn't mean Brent, you can put it all ask together. Brandon Staley.
4: Yeah. Well, you can ask Philip Rivers how that goes.
3: You know, right? Yeah, right. Just. I.E.C. see the Chargers Phillip franchise.
4: Philip Rivers was a Hall of Fame quarterback with a Hall of Fame running back behind him. Ledale and Tomlinson, zero Super
3: Bowls. How many Super zero Bowls? Zero trips to the Super Bowl. How many Super Bowls did Andrew Luck win? Uh zero. Hmm.
4: No, not not just zero Super Bowl wins, zero trips.
3: Was he a elite franchise quarterback? He was. Yeah. They they won no Super Bowls? He
4: got to an AFC title game.
3: Oh, I thought it guarantees a
4: Super. They got to an AFC title game, the closest you got. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's you're spoiled. Just, just count. Take the L, Pittsburgh. Just take the L. Take the top ten draft pick and move on. But nah, now fire Mike Tomlin and then do what? What you gonna do? Then, then what? You gonna hire Chuck? Noll Nah, I think he's unavailable.
3: wow you went, Chuck? No, before Bill Cowher. <laughs>
4: Yeah, but apparently they want they want four Super Bowls again. So I'm just saying, you mean you want, you want Chuck Knoll and Terry Bradshaw to run it back? I mean, guys, I, I hope not. Guys, stop it, stop it. Yeah, the Yankees are going to get you know Derek Jeter to play shortstop another year. Stop it.
3: All right, we'll take another break. We'll come back. McFarland's six pack of picks. We'll do the next.
11: Granger presents the ones who get it done as the college football season progresses. The excitement continues to grow with packed stadiums and cheering crowds. Each team still dreams of winning the college football national championship, but come January 1st, only four teams will remain in contention. The question is, will Georgia be one of the four and can they pull off another championship for a three-peat? Only time will tell. The ones who get it done has been sponsored by Granger. Call, click Granger.com or just stop on on by say for the ones who get it done, Granger is offering high quality supplies and solutions for every single industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and the experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people even safer. So, call, click, Granger.com, or just stop on by Granger.com.
1: The TSU Tigers men's basketball team with fifth-year coach Penny Collins are coming off a top three OVC finish last season and looking for much more this season. Led by preseason all-conference guards Marcus Fitzgerald and Kenyon Hodges, the Tigers face an impressive non-conference schedule that includes Oregon, Lipscomb, Austin Peay, Indiana State, and Liberty and tip-off league play on December 28th at Gentry Center versus UT Martin. Hello, this is Greg Pogue inviting you to join longtime TSU broadcaster Albert Dawson on all the games this season right here on Nashville Sports Radio WNSR.
12: You're listening live from the Strike and Spare Studios, downtown Music City. It's the McFarlane Show. 615-844-5600.
3: Four, four, Let's get this out of the way quick because I'm in a tailspin. and I don't like to talk about it when I'm not winning. I'm okay. a sore loser. And I'm going the wrong way. Two weeks in a row after being on fire for a good while, I am not on fire anymore. I'm burning down. One in five again. Ooh. Hey. Two weeks in a row, one and five. Okay. I took Oregon, mm-hmm. loser. Mm. Georgia, loser. Louisville, loser. Mm. Titans, loser. Mm. Eagles, Loser. Mm. The only winner I had was the Texans over the Broncos. Okay. So that was a big old... Mm. You. Yeah. Two and four. Yeah. For you, Jeez. that's a really bad week for you. Jeez. Georgia, loser. Yeah. Titans, loser. Yeah. Eagles, loser. Yeah. Denver Broncos, loser. Yeah, that's true. Florida State, Washington, winners. Man. So... You are still a hefty forty and thirty two on the season mm-hmm. I have now dipped below five hundred for the first time all year long mercy thirty four and thirty eight well so yeah,
4: it giveth and it taketh away it's
3: been taken away yeah from me yeah and uh, last let's see one two three four weeks i've been one and five one and five three and three two and four mm. that's that's a tailspin yeah after some let's see did i have a did i have a six and oh week i had one but you, you know. had, actually you had one i had some i think a couple five and ones
4: you know i had the six and no week when i was in in europe but again i had the unfair advantage i was ahead in time zone so i was able to peak
3: you were able to see the games before me. I was able to peek ahead, and see the final, because I
4: was the I was ahead in time in zone.
3: Ahead, so you knew,
4: yeah, I was seven game seven hours ahead. Um, yeah. But, so so what have what have you done right, here?
3: So we're gonna do obviously. There's no. College football, but we are going to do one. So, well,
4: there's one but college
3: you know. football theme. Okay. No, we're not going to do Army Navy.
4: We're not going to do Army. Okay, uh, yeah, I- I've done in the past over under that we could probably do. Yeah,
3: and I've done. I've had fun with like the passing yards and stuff or rushing yards. Yeah, but we're just yeah, going to yeah. stay away. All right, then. So just because I think it's intriguing, who wins the Heisman? Oh, four are going to New York City. Okay, Bo Nix, mm-hmm. Michael Penix Jr., mm. Marvin Harrison Jr. And um, I'm drawing uh, Daniels, Jaden Daniels, Jaden Daniels, LSU. Who wins? It's somewhere between Daniels and Knicks. I have not looked at the odds recently. I haven't looked in days, so I don't even know the odds. I don't even know who's favored. I think Daniels is the last. I think Daniels I've is
4: favorite. Favorite. Uh, favorite uh, at this point. I'm. That's where in my mind I'm somewhere between Daniels and Knicks. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and go with Daniels um, based on nothing more than where he plays, the conference he plays. That's that's it. Not because I think he's better, just conference.
3: Uh, I'm just going to say this right now. I believe Marvin Harrison Jr. should win it. Yes. I, I believe he deserves to win it. He is the best receiver in the country. He is. And in my opinion, it's not even close. Yes. He is a dynamic, dynamic player. He could play right now and start for the Titans and be their number two option behind DeAndre Hopkins. Mm -hmm. He's that good. Because he's not that good. He's that good. He's not going to win because they're not going to give it to anybody outside of a quarterback. No. Okay? And I hate it. It's a travesty. Yep. So I'm just putting that on the record. Marvin Harrison Jr. should win it. He's not going to. Uh I kind of feel like Bo Nix and Michael Penix Jr. Are going to kind of cancel each other out. You know, same conference. They're, they're a razor's edge; those two. I'd probably even lean a little bit more toward Penix, really, personally. Okay. All right, but I'm going to go with Jaden Daniels as well.
4: I just think the, the either the SEC thing will work for him or against him, and I, I don't. I don't know which which way it will roll with that but it will work for him or against him. And uh, I just wanted to check, you know, you know it, it's it been it's been a little while here. Uh, wide receiver, uh, Devontae Smith, was the last wide receiver in 2020. He won it in 2020.
3: Hmm. Um, okay. I didn't realize it had been that soon. Now that you said it, I do remember Devontae Smith.
4: Devontae Smith won it in 2020. Before then, the last uh, non-quarterback to win was Derrick Henry in 2015. Yep, yep.
3: But So that's... Twice in a decade. So.
4: Yes. It's uh, been twice since two, from 2010 going forward. It's been two.
3: Okay. It won't, Everybody beat, else it won't be three in a decade.
4: Everybody else's quarterbacks.
3: Yeah. All right. Colts at Bengals. Bengals are favored by one and a half.
4: Colts at Bengals.
3: Colts at Bengals. This is a big one. Bengals oh, favored ugh. by one and Where's a half. Where's the game? At Cincinnati.
4: At Cincinnati. Um. <laughs> mm. Give me the Bengals, boy. The Colts are really not that. Give me, give me the Bengals. Yeah.
3: Never thought I would say that. (laughs) I think this is this is what we've been talking about. Yeah. I think Jake Browning. Everybody's really excited now. All of a sudden, right? Yeah. Very excited. This is what we're talking about. It gets and then the more we, we didn't know anything about it. There's no film. There's no tape. Nope. Been sitting there holding a clipboard. And I think this is, this is a prime example of how hard it is in the NFL to sustain. Yeah. How hard it is to keep coming back week after week and looking a certain level. I think he dips. Everybody's excited. Everybody's talking about him right now. I'm going to go Colts. And they've been, by the way, Colts have been very successful on the road this year. They have. Very successful. So I'm going to go Colts. All right. Jags in Cleveland to take on the Browns. Browns are favored by two and a half. Well, we don't know what Trevor Lawrence is going to do. Yep, that's and that's why the Browns are favored by two and a half, because yeah. the uncertainty of Trevor Lawrence.
4: The uncertainty of Trevor Lawrence. Uh, give me Cleveland. Give me Believeland.
3: I'm going to go Jags. Mm. Uh, Bills at the Chiefs, Chiefs by one and a half. Give me the Chiefs. Chiefs all the time. I'll take um, yeah. I'll take the Chiefs too. Uh, Eagles at Cowboys. Cowboys by three and a half. Uh, yeah, Eagles. 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 Um, just because I knew you would do that, I'll go Cowboys. Yeah,
4: I'm just, I, I'm just not doing it with the Cowboys.
3: Finally, uh, finally, Titans at Dolphins. Dolphins by 13 and a half. Jeez. Thirteen and a half.
4: Jeez. Uh, give me the Titans to cover, and uh, not to win, but I think they'll be closer than, than that, yeah, right?
3: I've been picking the Titans and you uh, every it's, week, It's basically. been bad.
4: It's not been good.
3: Actually, the last time I picked against them was the Jags, and that won, and you took the Titans. So yeah, I'm going to go Dolphins.
4: I'll go with the Titans. Gosh, just
18: so disrespectful. All right. All
3: right, we'll take our final break, come back, wrap up the show, wrap up the week next.
6: In Tennessee, 967,430 people struggle with hunger, and 295,570 of them are children. That's one in seven who struggle with hunger. In the community. God has blessed our mission to be a healthy food source to those in need so much. By Faith Farm had to create a nonprofit to continue meeting the need in the community on a larger scale. Visit byfaithfarm.com to get involved. That's byfaithfarm.com.
15: We all hear the radio ads about the IRS. They tell you to be afraid, to be scared, and they try to frighten you into calling. I'm not here to do that. Tax Relief Advocates is different. TRA is here to tell you that if you owe money to the IRS, whether it's 5000 $50,000, or 500000 we have a solution. It doesn't matter if you're sitting in your car, at work, or with your kids, no matter where you are, call now. 800-617-0239. Don't lose hope. TRA can eliminate or reduce what you owe to the IRS. There is zero risk to you. If we can't reduce your tax debt, then you pay nothing. Our passion is taxes and helping individuals fix their IRS problems. We have a five-star rating on Google and Yelp and an A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. You don't need to be afraid of the IRS any longer. End your tax nightmare today by visiting us online at tra.com or call 800-617-0239. That's 800-617-0239. Tax Relief Advocates, real solutions for real people.
11: In a single moment, everything can change. When a player's sudden cardiac event brought a national football game to a halt, it shone a spotlight on the importance of CPR readiness. Now, with youth sports in full swing, the American Heart Association is rallying parents and coaches to be ready in an emergency. To be ready, learn hands-only CPR. It's a skill anyone can learn in minutes. Visit heart.org slash handsonlycpr and become a lifesaver today. The Jim Rome Show. I get a lot of vacation. I understand that. However, I don't take a lot of sick days. These things are not one and the same. That was not like I worked eight straight days or I worked Super Bowl Sunday. I think I'll give myself a day off. I earned it. And by the way, I could. Because I have those days. I pride myself in not taking sick days. I hate that. We usually grind through it. But honestly, it was the right thing. In that case, it was the right thing.
2: The Jim Rome Show. Weekdays 11 to 2 on Nashville's Sports Radio.
12: The McFarland Show. Video streaming live on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube from the Strike and Spare studio
3: titans have made it official not that we didn't know but they've at least made it official punter ryan stonehouse uh has been placed on ir so his yeah. season is over yeah but we like i said we, we knew that he had surgery that. yeah yeah but they had not made it official they've made it official linebacker joe jones also placed on ir and a lot of you are going, who's Joe Jones? Well, he's a linebacker for the Titans. Yes. Who's on injured reserve now? Yes. So today's practice report is out, Justin. Okay. Uh there here are the did not practices. Christian Fulton, dealing with a hamstring. Jeffrey's Big Jeff, dealing with the knee. Obviously Stonehouse and Joe Jones didn't practice, but I just told you why. Sure. Josh Wiley, knee. Those are the did-not-practice guys today. Remember, now it's Friday. This is not your typical Friday. Tomorrow, right, because they're playing on Monday night. So there is a practice day tomorrow. Uh, let's see. Full participants this uh, today were Danico Autry, Aaron Brewer, and Luke Gifford after being limited yesterday. Also, DeAndre Hopkins, full participant today after being limited yesterday. Mm. And Daniel Brunskill, who was not even listed yesterday, uh, limited today. So I don't know what that means. On the Dolphins side of things, uh, Devon Shane uh, is dealing with the ribs, but he was a full participant. Christian Wilkins, who is a beast, mm-hmm. uh, was limited today. He's dealing with a groin. Roheem Mostert, limited dealing with a knee. By the way, do you know Kendall Lamb and David Long? David Long not even on the injury report. Kendall Lamb limited today with a back injury. Yeah. Kendall Lamb and uh, David Long have had good seasons with the Dolphins. Yeah. David Long leads them in tackles. How about that? And has played all year.
4: How about that? Something in the water. Just saying. Something in the water. Check the pipes.
3: That's going to do it for our show. Enjoy your weekend If you've hired Damon to be your DJ, enjoy that. Have a great time. We'll talk to you Monday at 2 o'clock. We'll see you then.
5: Radio, this is the Zach Gelb Show.